We wanted to give a shout out to Rumpel, our new favorite blankets that were made to go anywhere you go. Rumpel's original puffy blanket is made sustainably with the same quality materials as your favorite puffy jacket. So whether you're hitting the beach or camping in the mountains, Rumpel has you covered. They've got cool designs and packable products for that on-the-go lifestyle. Rumpel blankets are water and weather resistant and pack right into a stuff sack. So they're easy to pack everywhere we at Kids Who Explore go. We also love that every blanket is made from 60 recycled plastic bottles and that they come in junior sizes for our kids. The chamois towel is another one of our favorites because it's quick drying and it's so perfect for all of those adventures when you didn't quite plan on getting wet. Like when your kids suddenly see a splash park or your hike includes an unexpected dip in the water. Get your Rumpel gear at rumpel.com and enter code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. That's R-U-M-P-L dot with code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Carrie Malin grew up camping in the Alberta wilderness with her family. Now with a family of her own, she spends her free time camping, hiking, backpacking, and canoeing with her fiance, Bobby, son, Luca, and dog, Nova. By profession, Carrie is a medical laboratory technologist specializing in microbiology. Her passion, however, lies with exploring, writing, and photography. She runs her own blog at thatoutdoorsyfamily.com, and we are so grateful to have her as the marketing manager for Kids Who Explore. Carrie. People in our community will have seen your work all over the place and possibly seen you live on Instagram. But now we are so excited to have you on the podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's been exciting. I've been listening to the podcast from the beginning, and I'm so excited that I get to chat with everybody today. We're so excited to have you. Tell us about when you started camping as a kid. So my earliest memories were camping. My whole family would just go out every summer and just run around. We had this really old rickety camper. So it was a 1966 Mercury truck with just the front seat. So all four of us would cram in the front seat and there was a camper on top of it. And it was just my fondest memories. There's this old tiger tail. I don't know if you guys remember what those things were that everybody had hanging in their windows. And that was, I still remember the smell of the camper to this day. So we went out every weekend and we would just wander around and just go camping. And it was just the fondest memories that I have. I learned to ride a bike in the, in like a campground and you learn pretty quick when you're riding on gravel. So um, all of my fondest memories, uh, we got a boat a few years later as well. And then that just kind of amped up our whole camping experience because we would try to hit as many Alberta lakes as we possibly could in the summers. So, so then as soon as you became an adult, did you want to continue camping? Definitely. So I was always that one friend who was like, Hey guys, let's go camping. And they would always be like, no, like that's kind of gross. I don't have stuff. And I'm like, I have stuff let's go. And I would just be that person to try to push everybody outdoors. And then once I became a mother, it was just this whole new level of experience that I can do for Luca and just making sure that he's raised in the outdoors and that he knows kind of how to how to live in that whole world. So hopefully he can start pushing his friends when he gets older. Yes, I love that. So what was the biggest change though, as an adult going camping without kids to then having kids along on your camping trips? Oh my goodness, the stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys remember going camping with your friends, like as long as there's a tent and a sleeping bag, you'll figure it out by the end of the night. 
but with kids, it's so different. And the learning curve was, it was a little bit steep because I thought I was prepared and I was ready to go. And then as I sat there on the, at the campground, I'm like, oh, I probably should have brought that. And so every year that we've been camping, because Luca first went camping when he was six months old, um, and we are just tent campers. So I really learned as I went and I just did a lot of research and leaned on friends who did go camping as well. And eventually I just became more comfortable with it. And Luca loves it. He's always loved sleeping in a tent. Um, and it's just worked out really, really well that we love it and he loves it. So we just do it all the time. <laughs> that is so awesome. So how do you actually pick where you want to go camping? Do you let Luca help choose or what are you drawn to? I like to switch it up. I don't particularly like just kind of going to the same place over and over and over. So we're in Alberta. So Alberta Parks website has pretty much everything that you need to know. And a lot of times I randomly pick one. So I do ask Luca, I'm like, do you want to go to a lake? Do you want to go some views? Do you want to go on a hike? Uh, we do try to go out to the mountains. So I really like to switch it up. Um, and then depending, time is a big factor for us. So if we only have a weekend, we'll kind of stick closer to home. But if we have longer periods of time, like last September, we actually drove all the way to Radium for just four days and we tent camped there. So just pretty much random. I always ask Luca, but he just says whatever, wherever. He's always just excited to go out and he just doesn't care where he goes. <laughs> Has Luca ever not wanted to go camping? I'm sure parents are wondering, what do we do if our kids are fighting against this camping that we want to be a family thing? That's such a good question. Um, actually, there's occasional times he loves going to his grandma's house because it's grandma's house. Um, but as soon as I start talking about camping and as soon as I start taking out the gear, he will change his mind. And I am so lucky that he's one of those kids that has pretty much never said no. We go out every weekend and he asks me, he's like, is it a five hour drive this time? And he doesn't care. He sits in the car and never, ever, ever complains, even though he gets really carsick and vomits almost every time we're in the car. Um, he, he's never stopped. He's more hardcore than I am. <laughs> That's probably a really good tip though, is to like build up anticipation, right? You know, getting the gear out and talking about the camping trip that probably helps build some excitement. Oh, for sure. He definitely, you can tell, you can tell building the excitement. And when I start talking about having a campfire and cooking, cause we cook all of our food, like over an open fire and he loves it. And then he gets to pick his toys. So he has like a little Explorer backpack that he gets to bring and he gets to bring as much as can fit in the backpack. Cause otherwise he comes home where it comes downstairs with sacks of toys. So he has his little backpack. He fills it up with all the things that he wants to play with while we're camping. And he just go, go, go all the time. <laughs> I love that. And I'd love to compare a camping packing list with you, um, especially when you're saying that every time you feel like you forget something, <laughs> I feel the same way too. So what would you say are your top items that everyone should bring for camping? So I, I have a really like consistent system. So obviously you're essential. So you need like a tent, a sleeping bag, all that kind of stuff. But for kids, um, a game changer for me was a hammock. I bought a $40 hammock from Costco and I just, I hung it up one day and he disappeared. He was in the hammock for hours and hours. Um, also, I recommend like headlamps. Kids in headlamps are just, they think they're so much fun. <laughs> and then he can go and explore. Like I trust him exploring the campsite with Nova, our dog. So he'll just take her on the leash and he'll like walk her around the campsite and they go on their mini adventures with his little headlamp. It makes him feel really official. So um, in terms of safety, 
I really, really recommend bringing some sort of painkiller. Um, we had this one instance where Luca ended up with a really, really bad ear infection in the middle of the night at about one o'clock in the morning. And he spent the whole night screaming and we were kind of boxed in with our friends. So I couldn't even just bail out and drive home. We had to just deal with it all night. So I recommend the kind of first aid aspect of it. You never know when you're going to get cuts or scrapes or when you're going to need kind of pain medication if they get sick overnight. What did you find when he was crying that like at that time in the middle of the night with other campers around? Because one time uh, Jackson used to get really bad night terrors and they were unfortunately quite frequent. And it happened one time when we were camping and him and John were in the tent and he woke up with a night terror and it went on for a while. I felt really bad for John because Naya was maybe four months old, if that. So her and I were sleeping in the van camper, but this guy yelled out in the middle of the night. I don't want to say it on here, but like <laughs> some vulgar words about getting our kid to be quiet. And um, we were sharing a group site with my sister-in-law and her family. And my brother-in-law wanted so badly to yell back to the guy, be like, no, I like it. Oh my goodness. Wow. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it's, it's like the airplane concept where, you know, you, it's like, I'm not making my kids scream for fun. I'm sorry. We're doing what we can. <laughs> and I'm not yeah, exactly. it either. <laughs> <laughs> no bears were around that night. <laughs> Okay, ladies, you know I'm ignorant when it comes to camping. Is camping only a spring-summer thing for you guys? Or what do you do it in the fall? Do you do it in the winter? So it kind of depends. I'm trying to convince my family to go full-blown winter camping. Um, I feel like we have all the equipment for it, but it's just right now not really something that we've done. But our first camping trip this year is May 15th, and we stopped mid-October so we pretty much go up until it's about maybe minus five at night anything lower than minus five especially with a kiddo like it's really hard to wake up because we're tent camping there's no heater you have to get out bundle up and then you have to start a fire and then the fire only keeps you so warm so there's there's pros and cons to I guess four season camping but for us we just kind of we push it to the extremes of spring and fall and we haven't gone full-blown winter camping in the tent just yet. Okay, well, when you do, we'll have to add that on here. <laughs> yes, please, because I want to do that, but I'll wait for you to do it first, and then you can tell me how it goes. <laughs> but I'm the same as Carrie. I would say that we camp around the same time, but we, we have had multiple different types of campers, and I prefer not to tent camp anymore unless it's backcountry. So mad respect to you, Carrie. <laughs> it's something that I find really interesting because people are like, oh, you're, you're camping all the time. Like, what kind of unit do you have? And I'm like a tiny tent. So we do not own trucks. We, we have, I have a Hyundai hatchback and it's tiny. It's teeny, teeny, tiny. And my fiance has uh, just like a regular Optima, Kia Optima car. So if you can picture what our system looks like, it's two adults, a six-year-old and a 65 pound dog, plus all of our gear packed into the car and a canoe on the roof. So it's chaos. And it's like Tetris getting everything in the car. Um, but I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. I like it. Our system works. It's simple. And I just, I don't know if we'll ever actually stop tent camping. That's amazing. Well, and if you're doing that in winter, once again, we need to ask you questions about that. <laughs> so Carrie, it sounds like you're going every weekend. So that's maybe 
two nights kind of thing, but what is your ideal time frame for camping and what are some of the activities you like doing while you're camping? Perfect. So yeah, I work still full time. So sadly, I'm still just kind of a weekend warrior. If I could just take the whole summer off and go camping all summer, I definitely would. Um, two nights is not really enough. Ideally, I like three or four because then you really set up shop, you get your clothesline out and you you really feel like you're living there. Um, unfortunately, that's not always the case. We've even gone out for one night just to get out. And I've taken off after work, we drive out, we camp and I've been out at work like the next day. So we've taken it to extremes, but ideally I'd say about three or four nights would be perfect. And we do everything. So part of the reason I like tent camping so much is just you, you're really fundamentally existing at that point. Like you, you have to create your own heat. You have to build your own fires for cooking. Uh, if it rains, that's a whole different situation. You have to hunker everything down. So I really just like the fact that it, it keeps us, it's an activity in itself to just exist in the campsite. Um, but we're always exploring. We're always going for walks. We'll do scavenger hunts. We'll play games. We play tag. We also have camp games. So we'll play like checkers or we'll like make mazes or X and X's and O's, anything like that. Um, the canoe has upped our game for sure. It's really fun. So now we try to go to lakes where we can throw the boat in the water and we'll just go canoeing. We'll go canoeing at sunrise and sunset. Um, it's also allowed us to do a little bit of fishing. So um, a little bit of everything and everything. We just, we love getting out there and half the time we just sit by the fire and talk and sing and just have a good time. That's awesome. Okay. So then in terms of advice for families beginning to camp, what kind of advice would you give if you had a family, say a part of our organization at Kids Who Explore, and they were a little nervous to get out to go camping? How would you help them? So I think something that I really want everybody to realize is that you don't need a big fancy unit to go camping. And I'm the example of that. Up until a few years ago, all of my gear was from Canadian Tire. You don't need all this big fancy equipment to go out. Um, start with what you can afford. Really look for deals. Try to go on the swap pages and resale groups. Check out sales. Everything I own for all my camping and my backpacking gear is stuff that I got on sale. So just be patient and collect your stuff. Do some research as well. Um, and just try to try to just get out there and, and try it. Um, it. But it doesn't have to be really fancy. You can build it over a period of time. That's such great advice. And as I've made very clear, I'm a person that has barely camped. And when I've camped, I've gone with people that it's been their RV. It's been their tent. I just, all I bring to the table is just showing up and my personality. <laughs> so what do you tell someone that's like, how do I set up a tent? And what should they look at? Should they be doing YouTube videos? Should they go to Mac in Calgary and take courses? I don't know. Give me all the tips. So starting is hard. And I, I totally understand that. And that's actually what I've been trying to do. So I, I made that website, thatoutdoorsyfamily.com. And I really just wanted to help people. I, I found that people at work, especially, were really nervous. And they're just like, where do I start? How do I camp? How do I set up a tent? What sleeping bag do I buy? So I actually do have a full like kind of blog post on just where to start. Let's get you camping. Um, reach out to the outdoor community. If you have a like a forum or some sort of hiking group or camping group, people are generally really willing to help you. I'm really willing to help. I'm currently reviewing this document for this lady um, just to be like, do I have everything I need? what do you recommend? So always research and YouTube is such a good place because people like me are like, Hey, I'm going to videotape myself setting up a tent. Um, and a lot of it is learn as you go. 
as long as your gear works, just try it and figure it out. Um, I'm all for just giving it a shot. So um, definitely research and the outdoor community, reach out for help and, and gain all the knowledge that you need before you head out. Um, but it's not as complicated as it looks, I promise. <laughs> and I like what you said too, Carrie, about the first aid kit, definitely an essential item and layers, even if you're camping in the summertime, it can get really cold in those evenings and early mornings. I agree for sure. Um, definitely there's something, the 10 essentials is a big thing. So if you Google that online, um, it'll tell you the basic 10 items that you should have with you anytime you go outside. Um, and that's whether you're camping or whether you're hiking, anytime you're in the wilderness. Um, it's it, There is a lot to learn, um, but I recommend for people that don't know how to go camping, start close and go for one night. Don't book yourself this whole big long trip. Just start simple, keep it close. And that way you can bail out if you want to. <laughs> all right. I want to hear what your favorite camping trip of all time was. And I also want to hear your toughest camping trip of all time. Putting you on the spot over here. <laughs> My favorite camping so far, I think actually had to be last year at radium. It was beautiful. So we, I ended up getting off work and we drove five hours all the way into radium hot springs. And we hoteled that night cause we had got there and it was pitch black and I've never seen radium. And I didn't realize we were in like the mountain mountains until the morning. Um, so it was really cool. And then we ended up camping at this beautiful, beautiful campground and they were so nice. And they actually upgraded us to this beautiful tent spot and we had this whole beautiful campsite to ourselves, and there was like areas for Luca to explore and the weather was beautiful and this campground was overlooking kind of the town of Radium and we did some day hikes and we went swimming and it was just probably one of my favorite moments and it also helped that it was like plus 30 in September which it was just one of my fondest memories like everything went right on that trip and if I could just make every trip like that it would be fantastic. And then the worst trip had to be the earache trip I was talking about because he was in tears. I was in tears. We were in a three person tent and there were three of us in it and there was nowhere we could bail out to. And it was pouring rain. And so I couldn't even get out and walk around and try to help him through it. It was literally just a, we're going to cry it out and hopefully we'll make it through the night kind of situation. So there is nothing worse than seeing your child in pain and agony and not knowing or being able to do anything about it. It was actually like a terrifying experience because I just, and he was still pretty young. This was a couple years ago. So he was still at the, the age where he was kind of the crying, mumbling. I don't know how to handle this situation. And it was the middle of the night. So all the, like, it was a group of families that went and everybody was asleep and we all stayed up late and we had a couple drinks together and we were just hanging out at the fire. And it was about 20 minutes after we hunkered down for the night that he woke up with this earache. So it was a horrible experience. So highly recommend bring Tylenol or Advil on a trip with you when you go. <laughs> I also love how you said you take your dog with you and you let Nova and Luca just roam around the campground on their own because some of my favorite childhood memories are, you know, our parents pulling up with our trailer or camper or tent or whatever we're using and us kids hopping on our bikes and just taking off and exploring the forest, playing at the campgrounds, making new friends. And I still, to this day, have some of those friends that I met camping. It gives you a little bit more freedom, hey? I love it. Yeah, it definitely, and it's teaching Luca as well, because we had to go through all of the safety stuff. Like, if you see an animal, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna respond in that situation? Um, and how to take care of the dog. So he loves that 
he gets to feed her when we're camping and he makes sure she's not tangled up in her little tie out rope. And he loves, I think he loves the responsibility that comes along with camping. And this summer we're going to actually challenge him to kind of set up the tent by himself and like get the fire started for us now that he's six and going on 20. So um, I'm really excited now that he's older and really engaged that I can start giving him a lot of these awesome responsibilities. I love that. And I love that you said too, that you teach him about responsibility and safety. So what to do in the event of X, Y, Z, because that was um, something I was going to ask you for our listeners today about just any advice they had. And I think in today's world, a lot of people are nervous letting their kids wander too far away and not being able to see them. So I like that tip you gave about teaching them about safety first. I agree. It's definitely important. We were camping at Tunnel Mountain in Banff last year, and we were just walking through one of the trails in the campground and somebody hollered at us and just be, be careful. We saw a bear there 20 minutes ago. So even if you're in the middle of a busy campground, bears don't know that and they will, they will wander in. Um, so it's important that kids kind of know how to handle those situations. And he's still six, so I don't let him go very far. I give him his boundaries in the campground and even in the campsite and he's still not quite you know roaming around with all the other kids yet and going in their big tribes yet but um it's it's important that I balance the freedom of camping because that's the whole point is to get out there and explore and just be a kid in the wilderness with being safe and not just you know taking off and getting lost so I'd love to mention the hug tree foundation right here um they are a foundation that teaches children what to do in the event that they do get lost. Because a lot of times when you hear about children, it, unfortunately, it's a very sad story of, of how it got started. But essentially, a young boy and his brothers had wandered off and were exploring camping. And um, the three brothers decided to race back to the campground. Two made it back. They thought their brother was still on his way. He never came. The campground, the park rangers, everybody started getting involved looking for this child. And there was a, a bit of a sad ending. Anybody wanting to uh, look it up is welcome to. Um, but they started this foundation and it teaches children that if you wander too far and you don't know where you are anymore and you feel like you're lost, you, you hug a tree. Make a tree your best friend and stay put. That's really, really good advice. I actually had an experience like that when I was young. And I, to this day, remember it very, very vividly because my brother and I were out and he, we were racing and he's older than me. So he was winning and I got lost and I was little. So I, it felt like hours to me and my parents weren't worried when I came back. So it was probably like 15 or 20 minutes but I did get lost and it is a terrifying experience to get turned around, especially in a campground or in the wilderness, because everything does really look the same and it's easy to get lost. So definitely if you're going to go out with your kids, especially if you're still new and not comfortable in it, keep them close to you. Just let them roam the campsite. And then as they gain confidence and start going out with friends and groups, then they can build that confidence safely. Thank you for all this knowledge you shared today. Is there anything else you want to share? Anything we didn't cover? No, I think, I think it's pretty comprehensive. That's okay. So then other than through Kids Who Explore, where can people find you personally to follow along with your adventures? So I can be found at um, thatoutdoorsyfamily.com. Um, I built this website and it launched in February. So it's pretty much everything about who I am, where I came from, where I hope I'm going. Um, all that can be found there. I'm also on Instagram at underscore underscore Carrie Lynn with three N's. Um, 
So I'm usually on those two platforms. I'm also on Facebook, but not really as much. So I would say the website and on Instagram. Perfect. We will link those up so everyone can find you. And of course, they can find you at Kids Who Explore. So as you know, we love to end every show with our three final questions. Let's jump into that. What's a piece of advice you can share to help families get outside? Just do it. (laughs) Um, I'm a big fan of Miss Frizzle and the Magic School Bus and that take chances, make mistakes and get messy. Just try it. Do it safely, but just try getting outside. You'd be surprised how much you'll enjoy it. So true. What's one of your top recommendations right now? It can be anything from an idea to a product. Kim Titchener. (laughs) She is so good. And I actually took her cougar safety course right before you guys had told me that you were doing the bear safety podcast episode. And I absolutely love all the information that she gives. And I feel like it almost should be like a requirement if you're going to go out, Um, know what to do when you have an animal encounter, how to avoid them and all that stuff. So highly recommend right now, go check out Kim Titchener and take a course. (laughs) Yes. So, so, so true. And listen to our bear safety podcast and she's going to be back on the podcast. (laughs) But when you were talking about hammocks, I was going to bring her up because that is one of her fun tips, like always pack a hammock, even on hikes for kids. Okay. Last let's end with a challenge. You challenge families to try camping this summer. If you've never been camping before, or if you want to try, but you don't know where to start, even just reach out to me. I'm totally willing to help you. Just give it a shot. Even try somewhere close to home. Try going for one night. It's you'll be surprised how amazing it'll feel to just reconnect with nature, unplug. And like I mentioned before, just get messy. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.